Hey guys, it's Sasha. And Kara. Get in. We're going to CMA Fest. Day two. Live from the sidewalk. We're getting ready to see Luke Bryan this morning, okay? All right. Day two, CMA Fest. How was it? Uh, we uh, compar- compared to, well, the day was good. <laughs> the night was eh, compared to Thursday. If we're comparing days, you're not going to have a stellar day every time. It just is the nature of the beast. Uh, did I have fun? No, I'm not saying I didn't have we, fun. I think we have fun, but I think that it has to do with who we like. I agree. But but that's just how it is. It's not, it, none of it was bad. It just wasn't compared to Thursday. CMA Fest critic over here. Well, do you want me to be honest or do you want me to lie? <laughs> you have to lie. But we started the day at the Riverfront stage because my good friends Maddie and Tay were playing. We're yeah. besties. Well, evident. There is evidence that we're besties. And... Mm-hmm. Um, they started <clears throat> around 10.45. Yeah. And we got there right about 10.45. 10.40. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't bad. I mean, the riverfront stage was definitely full and we hadn't been to that stage yet. So it was interesting to get a glimpse of what that looked like. I was not a fan of the slopey hills that kind of, yeah, I, makes let me hard. use hills lightly. They were just, they were cliffs. <laughs> they were not close, but I mean, every inch of it was full. So you, it was difficult to walk to another s- section of that because you were, I mean, you were risking your life. Yeah. Spraining your ankle. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but they did a great job and had a good set list. If you're not Maddie and Tay fans, I suggest it. They were very good. Actually, I left there saying I need to listen to more of their music. I love their stuff. I always have. I've seen them quite a few times. They played at one of the SeaWorld concerts for free. They've played Runaway Country, just different things that I've seen them at over the years, and I've just grown to love them because I would say when they first came out, I wasn't drawn to them. But we had talked about, that was around the t- same time of, like, Cruise. Yeah. So we were all into the bro country, not necessarily this cutesy duo. Yeah. But as they've grown, I think that their music's grown with them, which yeah. is great. Then we headed to Fanfare X to meet Maddie and Tay, which I was really excited about. And the line was already formed when we got there. What? It was maybe 12. Not quite 12. Well, they came out at 1230. It was before that. It had to have been almost 1130 we walked in. You Because you bought your shirt first. Yeah, we got some things and walked around. But I think it was about 1150 because as the people were coming around, they were saying like, well, they told us to come back at 12. But this line had, it had already formed. Yeah. Well into a decent crowd and so much that the person at the end had the sign up that said line closed so line hadn't even opened but it was closed yeah and so we actually ran into a dilemma Um, i went to go check on a shirt and kara was in one of the lines not realizing that there was a second line yeah there was two lines there was no holding area which there had been in previous meet and greet experiences and then so I said, nope, we got to go this way. And we stood in the line that was at the end of the closed line, line sign. So we ended up kind of picking the right line in the end, even though for a while there we weren't sure which one was the right line. Yeah. And we and made it some seemed friends. like nobody in the building knew which one was no the right line. Knew. But we made some friends in line and we all kind of stuck together and met some really good people. People yeah. that 
are following our podcast now, so shout out to yeah, them. Shout out to all of them. Um, but we did indeed end up meeting Maddie and Tay, which I thought was great. They were super nice, super cute, and just friendly. Very friendly. You could tell they wanted to meet the people in line. Like, yeah. They were looking like, even kind of like through the curtain, like peeking to kind of see who was in line, waving hello. Yeah, it was gr- it was great. I'm really glad that we stood there, even though, I mean, I would say, like I said, a little over... It was about an hour. An hour. And then right after that, the close-up stage is right there near the meet and greets. And we got to see our Florida native, Brian, Brian Kelly. Kelly. Florida half of Florida Georgia line. We love Florida. The state. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so Brian was doing like a Q&A about his new album. And he was saying there's 17 songs on the new album, which he was like it's obviously not a double album but he wanted the track list to be a little little bit longer and then he did start to sing a couple songs we did end up leaving because i said if he doesn't sing beach cowboy i was out and he didn't he He may have towards the end but but we realized we needed to be somewhere else i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna be honest the songs i heard i didn't care for so they all right i might have to listen to him a couple Mm -hmm. times but i'm not sure that i actually will yeah so then we made our way to one of the outdoor stages at that point, the Chevy Vibe stage. Which was in the, like, Walk of Fame Park which, across which from is a pretty cool stage. the Country Music Hall of Fame. In Bridgestone. And we went to see Chuck Wicks. I'm a Chuck Wicks person. I like him. I've seen him a few times. I haven't. I've never seen him. I really love the song All I Ever Wanted. We walked up a few minutes late because that's when we realized we had sat down to watch Brian Kelly for too long. <laughs> so I was really nervous we weren't going to see him sing all I ever wanted and thankfully he ended with that yeah it was he said it's this one upbeat song and I never realized <laughs> he that needed I, to, he needed to end the show with this one upbeat I like the song. radio plays of <laughs> all I ever wanted and stealing Cinderella and I guess that's really all I know of Chuck Wicks as well but he did come to our small Hartford fair uh which is called the biggest little fair in the world and yeah, yeah you mentioned that before then that's how I got a fish named Chuck because the you power went out so much well the power went out and he came and met everybody Oh, yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, so that makes I you like an artist. do that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that's why for the longest time I had a Chuck named Fish. A fish fish named, named Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Chuck. Ba-dum-bum. We also saw Josh, Josh Grayson at the Chevy Vibe stage, which I don't know if any of you watched American Idol back in the day, but that's how I originally yeah. knew of him. And then I bought his first CD. I remember that specifically. Because I knew, I would say... He probably sang a good, what, seven, eight songs? I don't think it was that many. Well, four of them, four or five of them I knew. I would say he did And then he sang three new ones. Oh, okay. Sure. I guess I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. You you a Josh Grayson (laughs) fan? (laughs) I I honestly didn't even know he sang the song I knew. (laughs) Yeah, he sang Brass Bed, Nothing to Lose. That's the one I knew. State of Mind. But I didn't know he sang Nothing to Lose. I forgot about some of those songs, and they in the first no song he him. opened with. I can't remember what it was, but I definitely knew every word. So he had some good hits back in the day. So I think it was a good thing to see him again. That, know that he's still making music, and maybe we'll hear him on the radio again sometime. Maybe. Then we made our way to the National Museum of African American History for Music, which was interesting. We yeah, were brand new building. Walking to go grab Ish. something to eat, and. They were like, hey, Willie Jones, who I know, and Breland are in here. We were like, okay. <laughs> I felt like I was in 
like a movie where they're just like, come in this door. And we just did. We said yes. yes. Instantly. Um, sat in this very beautiful, smaller sized auditorium to watch yeah. this panel. Um, so it included Willie Jones, who I've said this a couple times to Kara. I know him from a Netflix documentary from MagCon. And MagCon was a big thing in the, I would say, 2014, 15 to follow like Viners, YouTubers, things like that. And he was part of that. And then he became a country star. And then obviously we knew Breland. If you haven't checked out our TikTok yet, we have a TikTok with Breland's dance moves in oh, it. Oh yeah, and we are really good. And I think it was really a good panel because the purpose of it was to kind of dive into the fact that there's an Amazon documentary called For Love For and Love Country. Country. And talking about how African-American music is country music. It's American music. It's American music. It's music. And so I will definitely be watching. Yeah, just like the contributions of black artists, black musicians to all, I mean, all of music, but I think it focuses a lot primarily into country music. And I think the cool thing was the people on the panel who, some, some of you might not know, were talking about how people we do know, like Darius Rucker, Mickey Guyton all influenced them and are with them during their process of trying to become a country music, what we would consider a country music superstar. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to watch the whole Yeah, we'll whole definitely have to update people when we watch it. Um, as soon as the panel was over, they were going to watch the entire... Oh, but it was like an hour and 40 minutes. It was an minutes hour and 40 and minute we documentary. Yeah, we were hungry and we definitely wanted to see some more people. So, yeah. But I suggest checking it out if you haven't. And if you do watch it, for Love and Country on Amazon, let us know because we're interested yeah, us about as it, well. Send us something on Instagram. And then we made our way to Margaritaville because I had seen on Instagram that they were handing out free seltzers. Full size seltzers. Full size seltzer samples from Neutral. Neutral. And they were good. They were good. I had pineapple. I did the watermelon. I will try the pineapple probably today. We're a good sucker for something free. Oh, yeah. Especially I mean, when you say free alcohol. Potato salad, pizza on the street. There was potato salad that I. <laughs> dived into dove there's trays of apples that walking up and down broadway (laughs) you could basically have a whole smorgasbord of food as you walk down broadway during cma fest but after that we went back to the hotel for a little bit shout out to chevy yeah cma fest is running a really cool little thing with chevy one of their biggest sponsors um that will take you for free anywhere kind of within a five mile radius of downtown Arger was real nice yeah she got us back to the hotel we're a little bit outside that five mile radius but i mean it beats paying for another uber it was great so we did that, kind of rested up a little bit, and then we got ready for the night. Headed right back to Nissan. Without my wallet. Of course. I forgot it. Nobody is surprised about this, if you know Tasha. We are excited that everything is digital these days, so I still had my ticket. And we were able to get in. That's all that matters. <laughs> that really, at that point, that's really all that mattered. Uh, we kind of said we weren't, not that we weren't thrilled. We have artists we like, we have artists that we love, we have artists that we're like... Eh. Yes, so this is going back to the beginning. Comparing it to yesterday, tonight's lineup, not... Especially compared to tonight's lineup. But I would even say that first night, I was really only looking forward to Jason. Yeah, but that was somebody I was really looking forward to. I was really looking forward to Thomas Rhett tonight. I like Thomas Rhett, but I wasn't like... I just needed to hear him sing the song that he absolutely sang that I was excited about, Vacation. Oh yeah, and I thought he was going to sing it. The I did not. Time. And of course he sang it the moment I got up out of my seat to go to the restroom and get a drink. But really when we walked in, it was Dina Carter. Um, everybody knows the song Strawberry One. Yeah. Everybody. You don't even have to like country music. I feel like everyone knows Strawberry One. 
Yeah. So I really like to see her. I like those older country stars because that's what I grew up on. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see them when she sang still around. She looked great. She too. looked great. She sang "We Danced Anyway." I really like that song. It's just an upbeat, fun country song. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was really big into the late '90s, early 2000s. Like when, like it reminds me of like Shadaisy, if anyone knows them. It's that girl era. Yeah, they really took off at that time. So I like Dina Carter. And then, who was next? Um, wasn't it Kelsey? Yeah, it was Kelsey Ballerini. She puts on a great show. Oh, yeah. And so I've followed Kelsey since when we came to our my second Sammy Fest in 2015. We did some really cool things where we got to see Kelsey in, like, really small, intimate settings. That's when her initial single, Love, you, Love Me Like You Mean It, really took off. So she was all around town then, and I've followed her career a lot since then. And we had seen her open for the Jonas Brothers not too long ago. So I had no doubt that she was going to put on a good show. I think she plays the crowd. We were upbeat. She was yeah. upbeat. And she always dresses to impress. So oh, yeah. She looked great. Always impressed with her. Then it, it was, was Thomas, Thomas Rhett, which we were shocked because I assumed he would be last. I, I assume, don't know. I, I assumed for sure he'd be the closer. Most hits of anybody that night. So to well, me, that was... I personally, I, I mean... Most popular. Off the dome, longest career out of everyone, too. Absolutely. <laughs> But it's fine. I was excited because these shows are going well into midnight, and we were done by. I'm tired. Eleven thirty. <laughs> so it's okay that Thomas Rhett was then because I was not missing him sing. I don't always love his songs, but I do think they have meaning and purpose, and they come from his heart. He also puts on a good show. He does put on a good that show. Was, I, I, I think I guess the theme yesterday, with the exception of sort of that middle part where they had a couple different people come out, was high energy. Yeah, Thomas Rhett definitely brings high energy. Like I said, I was looking forward to Vacation. He played it. I think it it is one of the most ridiculous songs ever. It's so fun. But you can't not dance to it. Oh my gosh, no. It's not a country song, but we're here for it. It's okay. It's fine. And then he sang T-shirt. Gotta sing Mm T-shirt. Oh, also another good one. I really like his fast, upbeat songs. And then, who was our uh, platform stage Then Maddie and Tay played on the platform, which we already know that's who I'm here for on on day two, Friday. But... Uh, they, I really do think they could have performed on the stage. So we got them on a platform for two songs, which was great. Two acoustic songs. But then we ended up kind of doing this thing. I guess it was during Carly Pierce's set, technically. And I was actually really looking forward to her singing a couple of songs, and she ended up not. She ended up only doing one of her own. Um, where we had two songs from Gabby Barrett, and we had two songs from Cole Swindell. Uh, he brought out Lainey Wilson for their duet. And then Carly Pierce sang her newest single and then she brought out Winona Judd which, which I, I thought was very nice I thought it was her. nice and I'm sure she really enjoyed that too because it's probably been a good while since she's been on the CMA stage yeah so yeah I agree though I really would have liked to see more Carly Pierce so I guess that puts us on a mission to go see Carly Pierce yeah then out comes Kane Brown and I literally said all I need to hear is one Mississippi <laughs> Uh, he sang Short Skirt Weather, which is my favorite Kane Brown song, which probably nobody knows, but I think it was like a highway song, and that's the one. I, I, I told Tasha I have two Kane Brown songs downloaded, Lose It and Short Skirt Weather on my phone. <laughs> I do enjoy Lose It. He's never my go-to person, I think. I've never seen him before, so I thought his energy was really good. I absolutely He's agree. very much a crowd pleaser. He's fun. Yeah. So I would say anyone that doesn't love country music Honestly, I think he started like with him. Kane Brown. He is very, uh, uh, his sound is very different. Too. 
every song sounded like he could have been almost in a different genre. And if you're an early Kane brand brand brown <laughs> fan uh you would know like used to love you sober and things like that which were from his first I, it might have even been an ep not a full album because he really got to start on youtube but mm-hmm. i really do think he brought the high energy is he someone my grandparents would like probably not but would the younger generation like him yes and that's that's who he is yeah that's i think he's, he's just it. kind of creating accessible music for people in all, like who like all kinds of and we music. talked about this I really like him as a person I might not like his songs every song but I think he's a good person his th- wife seems his very wife down to is her. yeah they seem just like they're good people he's a really good interview yeah I truly like Kane Brown the person I might not love every song but and no I don't personally know him but he just seems like he'd be that really down-to-earth artist yeah that people want to work with too like I could see there are a few collabs he has so that's where that comes from. But he did sing one Mississippi, and I said, let's go. Yeah, it's it's nice to kind of meet. It's nice to kind of beat the crowd getting out of the stadium. Because we had to take an elevator down, yeah. like, seven floors. And there was still a giant crowd. And then as we're walking across the bridge, there was fireworks, which was pretty cool. Like a full display of fireworks. Yeah. We really didn't get to watch them. We didn't but. watch them, but we heard the first pops. So I was like, what is happening? Fireworks. <laughs> On the next episode, you'll get to hear us talk about our experience on day three, which includes the segment you're hearing right now of the background noise. <laughs> us on the street waiting to see Luke Bryan at FanFarex. <laughs> because what else would I be doing with my time at eight in the morning? Definitely nothing else. Nothing better than this. So I might as well be here to see Luke and support him because he needs it. Absolutely. Where would he be without you? Not really sure. <laughs> Not really sure. One less loyal fan. All right. We're hard to find these days. Yeah. Okay, see you tomorrow. Yeah.